The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Hey, for Pete's sakes. Look at this. My goodness, has the mail come already this morning? Yeah, look. What? Letter from a guy I haven't seen for 10 years. He borrowed $200 from me. Boy, I thought that was the last I'd ever see of it. And look, he sent me a check. Oh, really? How wonderful. Yeah, by golly. $200. Pretty nice, <laughs> oh, huh? Oh, I should say. Yeah, I can certainly use it with all the bills we got from now, building this new house. Wasn't that nice of him to remember? I should say so. Harold Jenkins, his name is. What did he say in the letter, dear? Didn't even write a letter. Just a note with it. Yeah. Better late than never. How? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly a good beginning to the day. Yeah. A good luck omen, huh? Mm -hmm. Maybe everything will go well today. Yeah, I hope so. $200. You know, I, I woke up feeling good today, too. Did you know, you? some days when you mm -hmm. wake up, you feel more exhausted than when you went to bed. Oh, I know. Yeah, boy, I woke up this morning and leaped out of bed. You know, I feel like a million bucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful, dear. Yeah, 200 <laughs> What else came in the mail, you think? Oh, let's see. Here, here, oh, this for you. That's mine. I don't know, I guess just my monthly lodge magazine. Oh, this is from the store that slipped covered that chair that I was so mad at. Oh. They did it all wrong. I should never have paid them. I'll learn. You'll never get any satisfaction now, I know Is there that. any coffee left? Oh, yes, plenty, dear. Help yourself. Well, pour me some, too, will you, while you're at it? Oh, for Pete's sake, look at this, look at this. Wait a minute, listen to this. We're very sorry. The slipcover was not satisfactory. And we were... Good heavens, they're going to do it all over at no expense to me. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't either. Read it. It's the first time it's ever Let's happened see. to me. <laughs> right there. Well, this is certainly yeah. our lucky day, dear. Well. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking so smug about? What? Huh? Well, your old man isn't doing so badly here. What? Got my picture in the Lodge magazine. No. Yep. Let me see. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, that picture. Well, yeah. I guess it's nothing special, really. You know, they've been doing sort of biographical sketches on various Lodge uh, members. Well, let but... me read it. Let me read it. Rising young businessman. <laughs> we point with pride to a future civic leader. Well. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, honey, isn't that yeah. nice? Yeah, well, isn't that anything? You know. Oh, it's wonderful, honey. Yeah, I knew it was too good to be true. What? This day started off just too well. What? Look, isn't that Mr. Dibble that just drew up in front of the house in the truck? Yes. Mm. Oh, dear. What do you suppose has gone wrong with the new house now? I don't know, but you can be sure something has. Probably the excavation has caved in or the carpenters have all dropped dead. Oh, Whatever has happened, you can be darn sure it's going to cost us money. Well, come on, let's let him in and hear the bad news. As magic carpets go, our world news roundup is one of the best. It picks you up every morning and takes you to wherever the most important news stories are breaking. Right from the scene of the event, highly experienced CBS newsmen tell you exactly what's happening with all of the colorful details that only a reporter on the spot can provide. Get all the facts, get all the flavor of the news as well, every day, right at the top of the day, as most of these same stations present the World News Roundup. Another feature you want to hear regularly on CBS radio is Eric Severide's news analysis. Under his thoughtful consideration, the real significance of events emerges to illuminate the history of our time. Tonight on CBS Radio, join us on most of these same stations as Eric Severide's news analysis comes your way to sharpen perspectives on the important events.
of our time. Mr. Dibble, come on in. <laughs> Morning. Well, hello. Well, what's going wrong now, and what's it gonna cost? Well, ain't nothing gone wrong, so far as I know. Nothing? You mean everything's going along according to schedule out at the new house? No catastrophes? Nope, not that I know of. Fact is, I'm two days ahead of schedule. Gonna put in the forms today. Ought to be pouring the cement long about Wednesday. Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. Dibble. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I should say so. Goodness. Well, I suppose you brought some requisitions, as you call them, bills, I call them, that I got to write out a check for? Nope. Fact is, I dropped in to give you something for nothing. Uh, what did you say? Said I dropped in to give you something for nothing. That is, if you want it. Uh, well, what do you mean, Mr. Dibble? Well, I got an old barn on my place. Been cleaning it out. You know, got a lot of junk in there. Never used, never going to use. Found an old mantle. You can have it if you want it. An, an old what? A mantle. For fireplace. Oh. Oh, well, that, that's oh. awfully nice of you, Mr. Dibble. Yes, I, I should say. Well, uh, is, is it attractive? Not to me. Oh, uh-huh. Well, as I said, it's so nice of you to offer it to us, but I think we sort of decided what kind of mantles we wanted for the fireplaces, didn't we, dear? Well, yes, yes. Unfortunately, I think we have pretty well made up our minds, but we do appreciate your thinking of us. <laughs> I should say, my goodness. <laughs> well, just thought I'd ask. You can look at it if you want to. Brought it along in my truck. Well, yes, we can We can certainly look at oh, it. Oh, yes, dear. certainly, of course. You <laughs> say you got it in, the, in your truck out here? Yeah. Well, come on, let, let's look at it. I, I must say, Mr. Dibble, it was so thoughtful of you to think of us. Oh, it's all right. I'm glad to do it. Just as soon get rid of it if I can. Yes, well. I'll go on ahead of you. I'll haul it out so you can see it. Oh, fine. Come on, dear. Yeah, I'm coming. I just wanted to get my car keys. we got to get down to the office. What are we going to do? This is embarrassing. Well, just say what we did say. We've already decided on what we want. I, I know, mean... but it's so unusual to have Mr. Dibble, of all people, offer to give us something. I feel we ought to accept. Well, for Pete's sake, he's building our house. We can't accept it. He'd know whether we used it or not. Oh, dear, this is so embarrassing. Come on. Come on. Come on, don't let the flies in. All right, all right. Well, you heard him. Apparently some junk he just wants to get rid of. Yeah, funny way to offer somebody something, isn't it? <laughs> well, at least we can be polite about it. Come on. Yeah. Well, here it is. You can tell whether you like it or not. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, it's it's very nice. It's a, it's a very pretty mantle, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's very nice. <laughs> it's very, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Very unusual with all that fancy carving, the roses and the figures and all that. My goodness. Yes. Uh -huh. It's all done in, in wood, huh? Yep. Hand-carved. Well, my goodness, you wonder how anybody had the patience to carve all those fancy things, don't yeah. you? Well, it, it certainly is interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't care for it myself. I know thought you might. You seem to go for early American knickknacks. Early American? This, this isn't early American. Yep. Simeon Skillins. Uh, what? That was his name, Simeon Skillins, woodcarver. He lived back in Paul Revere's time. Fact is, this mantle came out of a house who was just around the corner from Paul Revere's house in Boston. Oh, it did? What? Well, how, how did you get it? Oh, well, my father was a contractor in Boston. He salvaged some of these things from some houses he pulled down, oh, say, about 50 years ago. 
We had three, four of these things. My goodness, a, a mantle like this must, must be worth something. Well, it's like this. Only worth something if somebody wants it. My goodness, this is beautiful. Think of it, dear. This was hand-carved by a man who, who lived in, well, 1776. Imagine having something like this in our new house. Uh, yeah, I am imagining it. Now, <laughs> now look here. Uh, Mr. Dibble, I don't think you should just give this away. Why, we'd be willing to pay you something for it, wouldn't we, dear? Now, wait a minute. I, no, I... no, 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 no. I wouldn't take penny. I'm glad to get rid of it. Been sitting in the barn 50 years now. As I say, I'm trying to clear out all the junk. Well, how, how do you know this was carved by that particular man? Oh, well, not much question about it. Skillins was a well-known woodcarver. Of course, he did mostly figureheads for ships in those days, but... He also got commissions to do wood carvings in houses. But, I mean, how do you know he did this particular mantle? Honey, you act as though Mr. Dibble didn't know what he was talking about, No, Peter. no, no, I... No, 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 it's, it's all right. No, fact is, you can look it up. That's his name, Simeon Skillins. Tells in there he did the carvings in these houses like the one this come from. Oh. As I say, I don't have any interest in this stuff myself, but... Oh, I don't know, my father sort of had bees in his bonnet about a lot of junk like this. Well, I certainly don't think it's junk, and I agree with your father, Mr. Dibble. Are you sure you want to give it to us? You want it, it's yours. Well, thank you. We accept. <laughs> Gratefully, yes. my goodness. Well, where do you want me to put it? Well, oh, let's see. Uh, uh, in the garage, in the I garage, guess. Uh -huh. Here, let me give you a hand. Well, no, 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 no. You, you, you just get out of the way. Oh. I can, I can do it easier myself. Oh well, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness, honey, isn't it exciting? I can't get over it. You know, if if it really is authentic. Well, of course it is. I believe, Mr. Dibble. Uh, put it in back of the garage. Yes, in the back of the garage. That'll be fine. Goodness, it looks heavy too. What is the matter with you? Can't get over Mr. Dibble just giving us something. Must be a catch in it somewhere. Oh, really, dear. I just think we've underestimated Mr. Dibble. Apparently, he is from New England. Now, they're men of few words and right to the point. We thought he was sort of rude, but I think he just doesn't show his feelings, that's all. He's really very generous, and he wants to be nice to us. Yeah. Well, then what's the matter? I don't know. I don't know. Everything that's happened so far today has been so exceptionally nice. I'm kind of worried. Everything's going too well. Usually you worry because everything seems to be going wrong. I know, I know, but it makes me uneasy to have everything going right. I feel as though I'm headed for a fall. Oh, honestly. <laughs> it's no wonder they have hundreds of books on peace of mind. I think human beings just like to worry. Now go to work, dear. <laughs> just the same. I feel there's a catch in this somewhere. As my old grandfather said, you never get something for nothing. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. You know, there's no telling what today's big news story will be, but no matter what happens or where it happens, you can count on Lowell Thomas and Edward R. Murrow to have the facts in hand when they join you on CBS Radio this evening. Extensive travel has taken them to corners of the world where history is most likely to be made. And their genuine interest in people everywhere has put them on speaking terms with many of the world's leaders. Night after night, as you hear Lowell Thomas and Edward R. Murrow report on current events, you realize that these are men who know what they're talking about. Profit from Lowell Thomas's experiences as an explorer, biographer, historian, and author. Avail yourself of Edward R. Murrow's patience in examining the events of the day. Hear Lowell Thomas, and Edward R. Murrow with the news five nights a week on most of these same stations. <laughs>
I got news for you. Honey, I take back all my suspicions about Mr. Dibble giving us that fireplace mantle this morning. Where, where are you? Right in here. Oh, oh, hey, honey, listen. I went over to the public library this noon, and I looked up this colonial wood coffee, you know, this uh, Simeon Skillings? Yes. And it's true, honey. He did exist. Apparently quite famous in his time. Here, here, I brought home the book. Shows a sample of one of his mantles, and it says... The way you can tell if it's his work, there's always a cluster of five large roses and the stem is sort of a figure S, his, his, his initial, see? <laughs> and by golly, look, look, right here on this mantle. Here, here it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> what smells so terrible in here? Paint remover. Oh, my gosh, you look like a mess, honey. What's going on? This mantle has about 40 coats of paint on it and they all have to come off and it has to be sandpapered and then lacquered. Oh, well, my gosh, honey. There are 26 flowers on this carved wooden mantle, and have you ever tried to sandpaper a carved wooden rose? Well, darling, you don't have to do it. Can we get it done? Elner helped me put it in her station wagon this morning. We took it down to a refinishing place. They want $175 oh, to refinish it. No. And I don't think they even wanted to do it. Oh, well, honey, that'll take you weeks to do it yourself. It will take us weeks to do it ourselves. Um. <laughs> Here, come on. I've worked on one leaf now for two hours. Here's the sandpaper. You get busy while I start dinner. <laughs> oh, boy, I tell you, Granddaddy was right, huh? You never get something for nothing, <laughs> I, I told you. I guess not. Now, take the sandpaper, and I have to sort of double it, dear, to get in between the petals of the flowers like this. It's very tricky. Now, you... <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with John Shelley and is produced by Walter Hart. 